Hello, everyone. My name is Brennan Marr, that noisy race ventilator. Thank you for tuning in to the Guests Awaken. <laughs> presented by Page Turners. They were not my Star Wars podcast. Returning to the show for the third or possibly fourth time. It's the movie guys. It's Paul Preston and Adam Witt. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, Brendan. Good to be here. Good to see you again. Hello, mystical Brendan Marr. The mystical one. Yes. Paul gets the points because he pronounced my name correctly. So, Did you <laughs> say Brendan? No, I know it's Brendan. I wasn't going to say anything. This coming after uh, Jake... Lacovetta, I think he said, and boy, did he care. I did not for a realize day. that that was a. Uh, <laughs> uh, I thought that was a lowercase L, and he was being coy. <laughs> Coy's a whole other person. Coy's a whole other person. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, Brennan, well, after many uh, much time uh, editing videos of you on the uh, on the FCL, uh, I definitely have put your name on the screen enough times to know that it is Brennan. Yeah. The one thing I didn't know is if uh, you went with a shorter, like, Bren. I feel like someone's Sometimes. called you Bren. Yeah. yeah. Which is a street I in Chicago, video, Bren Mar. Video, I think video <laughs> Drew calls me that. But, but yeah, so I'm glad to have you guys here. And yeah, good to be here. Well, well, the I, second I, time. Adam this is the put second it like... time that I sent a message to Paul about, do you want to talk about this? <laughs> and he's like, well, we were already going to talk about it on our show. So why not just do it with you? This is oddly not the second time we've done that. So I must be psychic or something. Well, like Adam said, like it says often, you put the Harrison Ford uh, signal in the sky and then we respond. <laughs> oh, so yes. Mm -hmm. Anytime you want to talk about that again, yes, we will be talking about Harrison yeah, Ford. Anyway, his... why not here? <laughs> he sent us a signal. Yeah, he sent us a signal. Yes, so um, you know, I was just randomly just a few minutes ago, I was watching uh, Interstellar by Christopher Nolan. Okay, and I thought about Christopher Nolan has worked with a lot of great actors. Right. Could you imagine a Nolan Harrison Ford team up? Oh, that would be fun. Would that destroy the universe? You think? Mm, boy, once, yeah. Uh, he's got the gravitas, no doubt, mm -hmm. for us to appear in a Nolan project. Oh yeah, and there's Indeed. all the Fords. There's all types of Fords you can use, and I wonder which one Christopher Nolan would choose to use. You know, would it be Uber gravitas Harrison Ford? Put that guy in a tuxedo, and uh, you know, make him an ultra suave. Uh, Probably a monthly you have to turn on the subtitles here at some point. The question probably, is you what, probably uh, get him as a as a Michael Kane replacement at this point, who I think Kane is retired, right? So Ford mm. might come in that smaller role, that late career supporting role that he's gotten really good at, and be Mr. Uh, you know explanation of stuff and then appears in important moments to take care of business. Indeed. I can see that. He'd be great in Dunkirk, just you know, as a shouty uh, soldier of some kind. Of, <laughs> I you know, doing Except all this pointing and shouting. I wouldn't want to see him with a British accent. 
No, he's never done an point. accent. No. Yeah, well, we'll be, we're getting there on the Ford Fiesta. Well, know. he did Please. a... a, a... Russian accent. Yep. Oh, he does. That's yet. right. In, Coming in, up uh, on K nineteen. Mm-hmm. The Widowmaker. K nineteen. Yes. The Freshmaker. <laughs> and it is oh, questionable at best. Ooh. So. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad, but it's a good movie. So. I was going to say that with an amazing career where he's never done an accent because he just knows like I, I'm not going to I don't need to attempt that, but I guess he did. Yeah. You know, I was thinking we're going to talk about our favorite Harrison Ford moments in the show. Well, clearly we're not going to talk about K-19, and we already have. <laughs> not one of our I favorite mean, moments. You know, we could. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got a lineup of stuff here. I wrote it all down. Well, I got a lot. What do you need first, uh, Brendan? Well, you know, it's so interesting because this guy has such an amazing career. Mm-hmm. Trying to narrow down favorite moments is difficult. Yeah. But with the Oscar nominations yesterday, it's important to point out he's only been nominated once for an Oscar. Yeah. I wonder if Hollywood just takes him for granted, maybe. Yes. I don't know. Maybe. And they and they take, of course, general pop culture entertainment for granted. Yeah. I mean, like I mean true. you could nominate him in Empire Strikes Back for supporting actor, you know, but but they it's won't. True. I mean they're trying they're slowly leaning into Marvel and giving, you know, bits and pieces of love I mean, to that franchise only when it's like Black Panther, you know, so they Yeah, can... they don't consider that acting. That and comedy. Yeah. You know Yeah, I mean <laughs> I think he got close maybe with the Force Awakens. Oh, you, you think you know a later career you know, gravitas supporting role. You know, well, the and the Oscars is famous for that too. Is you know the Al Pacino obviously should have probably won yeah, for something yeah. prior to uh, uh, Scent of a Woman. Yeah, should have given Denzel the Oscar all those years ago. I think. So that's what they do: is they do that late career, maybe not his best role, but at least he made a, a good appearance, and and it's a longevity thing. And then they give the uh, award for that. So there is still a chance to you know for him to being a Christopher Nolan movie in some supporting role that people are like, oh man, he really kills it in that, that little role. Yep. yep. And uh, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I was and that's essentially that, a, but... a career Oscar when they get that too, when they've gone a long time and yeah, it's, it's like, it's a career sort of thing. It's one step up from the Thalberg award. You know, you're like, all right, you've uh... done a lot of good stuff. We're not going to give you best actor for your real best acting, but, we're going to give you it for this one because you're still around and uh, and it really is for everything else. Yeah, very can well I, said. Can I tie this into a, a favorite moment that is from a recent film? Yeah. Uh, if we're talking about late career Harrison Ford acting and underplaying the thing he's always been great at. Of course, I think his second best shot at an Oscar, perhaps he underplayed too much, was The Fugitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, but yes. Yes. Uh, his... Boat monologue from Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny reminds you what a good actor he is when he uh, talks about Mutt and going back in yeah. time and oh, not God, and, right. and would he yeah he tell his son not to enlist right. yeah 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 and and I'm glad that you mentioned that speaking of Oscars uh, John Williams with the 54th nomination and, a record Paul well, I'm, I'm on that same page as you that Dial of Destiny I think. Is terribly underrated. Mm-hmm. Yes, you get no because argument I from really us. think it was a good movie. I really think it was. 
Well, I, mean, I know that, you know, people were being, you know, as they usually are, grumbling about, oh, stupid Indiana Jones film. But, you know, it's really good. So I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, do those opinions count? Like when those people, when other people actually see the movie and go, oh, it's actually good once you see it. Yeah. Which is the, yeah. the sort of the thing that yeah. happens now. It's so strange. <laughs> That's what I call the marbles effect because. Right. Guess what? That's going to be brilliant in two months. I loved it. (laughs) Yeah. I loved it, and I'm like, what are all these people whining in it? Uh, It was announced for February 7th on Disney+, Plus, so you can count on the 7th and 8th and beyond people going, oh, boy, that's fun, isn't it? Uh, You know, it's actually very good once you watch it. That's the Indiana Jones thing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but his his monologue in that scene is is heartbreaking. It's, you know. Clearly, I've been with the character. It, it's my favorite film yeah. of, of 2023. I saw it five times. Oh, and and yeah. I've been with that character for 42 years. It's incredible. So I can see the life he's lived on that face, on his face, in his monologue. You know, uh, and I love the fact that the script just said, oh, you don't like Mutt? Well, we killed him. And now it's painful. And what do you think of that? You know, mm-hmm. look, it's the bolder move for the series to take, but it doesn't wallow in it. You know, he... he he deals with it, but then he still has an adventure that sort of redeems uh, his uh, lust for life, which, of course, is how the whole film ends. Are you yeah. back? You know, and so and, uh, uh, but it took, I scene. think that all crux, the whole thing just relies on that monologue being yeah. nailed and the, the I, info I in it being delivered. And I thought it was fantastic. And that last scene with him and Marion is. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you guys know uh, Darina Ariano? No, our, our friend Arena. Okay, well, she has a radio show, and so yesterday she was doing like hero and villain music. Oh, okay. One of the pieces she picked was Marion's theme. Yeah, which is, oh and, and I'm so glad that 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 John Williams got the nomination for the score. Well, uh, Helen's for, theme for, oh my uh, gosh. for all the well, except. Yeah, exactly. Hellenistic. Um is really good. And of course, Stevie Waller Ridge is fantastic. Yeah, I, I was saying to people that the the Hellenist theme is just got this great, incredible, uh classic Very Hollywood 40s, sweeping yeah. epic forties, yeah. yeah feel that it feels like it's already won an oscar i'm like it yeah. is so in the tone of all these movies that have won a score yeah, oscar the 40s romantic <laughs> drama oh my gosh and to just hook into that if you're john williams casablanca and, you know, that yeah kind of well and the way helen addresses when she comes out dressed like uh i mean it, it looks like i don't know is it like nanachka or something there's yeah, some sort of like bit, classic yeah. look that she's adopting there that's Classic Hollywood. And, yeah. Oh, and then the and theme. She and Harrison Ford make such a great duo. So, yeah, she's a good foil so I, for him. I guess speaking of light career, uh, I guess we'll start there. Sure. Some oh, yeah. of our moments of, of like maybe in the last like 10, 15 years. Of favorite moments of Harrison Ford. I got another one if you want it, and it's acting related. Yeah, please. Because please. We're, we again tying into how good he is an actor. I mean, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Blade Runner 2049. For the listeners. Um, but the uh, the final shot of that movie uh, where he confronts 
he's confronted with yes. his oh, daughter his and, daughter, he, and yes. he just very simply plays it and he puts his hand on the glass and mm. you can see an expression in his face that he doesn't almost know what to do next but he's overwhelmed mm. with emotion yeah oh my uh, god but not like <laughs> you know but beautiful he, very well played mm. harrison ford simplicity uh, i think that scene's fantastic yeah and, and that threw us through a loop because um I mean, I you know we've seen in the last decade of these nostalgic films coming back with sequels, with spinoffs that, for the most part, are extraordinary. Oh yeah, we figured so out much. sequels. We didn't used to know how to make sequels, by the way. I'm I'm older than than you, yeah, Brennan, like no and... American graffiti. <laughs> Well, oh, okay. we, or another forty-eight hours, or you know, yeah, right. stuff. Yeah. You know? like, right. Right. Oops, oops. The two really... jigs, you know, which is actually Superman Four. Bad. You know, <laughs> the two jigs. Yeah, dare exactly. you mention that movie on this show? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's amazing that Blade Runner, you know, which is a, a masterpiece. Yeah, but that you could sequel, even make a sequel to that. That you would even 30, dare to try, what, and then turn in another masterpiece. Years later. Yeah. Was it 35 years later? That came uh, out? Yeah, just something like that, just about. Yeah, and, and, and that would be as good as, if not, in some people's opinion, better than the original. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I wouldn't have imagined such a thing. But yeah, uh, any, any, any other thoughts on that film in particular? I mean, that's your classic. This is why people kind of need to... to shut up with their gripes is like when a, a sequel is announced especially something that's like a masterpiece like that like we're making casablanca 2 we're making blade runner 2 it's like the, immediately the reaction is like oh no whoa, 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 whoa. do not do not sully the idea of the original blah 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 blah. and then they never get an equivalent amount of credit when it comes out and it's a masterpiece you know <laughs> exactly exactly adam i have a feeling harrison ford's entrance in that was a big deal for you right oh <sighs> That was a big it, deal. Interesting story. That's really Inter cool. Well, Brennan, I mean, I, I uh, at one time, Paul and I were doing a podcast where we were following every rumor. We were doing that whole thing. And then it took some of the fun out of movies. And and yeah. I got to the point where I didn't follow any of the rumors. In fact, I things like Force Awakens, I tried not to see the trailer. I ended up yeah. seeing it once in the theater. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't even see the trailer. Blade Runner 2049 somehow... I never found out that Harrison Ford was in that movie. And Paul said it was on the poster oh, even. So okay. I, I must not have even, and maybe I had a glance at that and I was like, uh, yeah. or whatever. There, but... there may have been some teaser posters that had just like Ryan Gosling in the sunset with that's a, why I feel with like the I car, saw that you know, yeah. that's it. But the, the, the finished poster had the two of them and yeah. And Anna Darmus. but yeah. How great to not know that. Uh, but even if I had had the thought that movie is so absorbing, you're not thinking about that at all by the time it's time for his entrance. So it was a legit surprise. Yeah. And I was like, no way. <laughs> that yeah. was fun. Um, it's extraordinary that you mentioned Force Awakens because I made the mistake of watching too much info on Force Awakens. Oh, see, I did that back with The Phantom Menace and I was like, never again. <laughs> so after that, I stopped. And so when I saw hmm. one and The Last Jedi, I had no idea what to expect. Did you avoid the trailers? I, I started yeah, avoiding I the did. trailers. Yeah, I did. And I enjoyed it all the more for that. Um, yeah. But, you know, so as a board, I mean, obviously, Blade Runner is classic. 
his return in The Force Awakens was really great. But one interesting detail yeah, is that a lot of the people who were really keyed into Harrison Ford knew the story that he wanted to die in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So going into Force Awakens, I think a lot or of people thought, even. yeah, he's going to die. In Force Awakens, a lot of us were like, yeah, he's going to die, probably. Well, so when it happened, it didn't surprise me, but the way it was used with the storytelling. Yeah. To me, was excellent. Well, it, it's incredible because, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi dies in episode four, and for, yeah. for the older of us, that was the first Star Wars movie we saw. Yeah. And so, obviously, Force Awakens is trying to be a sequel and a bit of a reboot, and mm-hmm. it's trying to have all the, all its ways, and I think it does it very well. That's very hard to pull off. Now, the person dying in the movie is Han Solo. I didn't know who Obi-Wan Kenobi was when I saw episode mm-hmm. four in 1977. He just, I knew him throughout the movie, and he died, and that's terrible. But in this one, it's like, oh, Han Solo being the one that dies in the in the at the hands of the Sith is like, whoa, that is much more impactful. And it's his son. It's just all so tied in together. It's really, really cool. And Harrison Ford was never, ever going to play Han Solo again. Trust me. I've known my entire life that when Jedi came, yeah, there would yeah. never be another Star Wars movie. But when there started being them, it was like, well, a, well one thing we're never going to get is a sequel to Return of the well, Jedi. Well, one of the things that Harrison Ford is so interesting He's an actor who wants direction. Mm -hmm. He wants to understand what's my purpose. He loves his directors. So, you know, if you give him that sense of, okay, this is what Hitler's utility is. Harrison Ford definitely likes that. And I think he trusted J.J. Abrams, I think. Oh, for sure. To give him that sense of utility. I mean, it's the pizza guy from Regarding Henry. I mean, they met long ago, and he's like, that was a really good pizza. I'm going to trust that guy. (laughs) That's right, indeed. Um, Got to give me some of that. (laughs) Got to give me some of that. Even though it's controversial among the fans, his scene in The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Which I had no idea was coming. Hell no, I didn't. Same. That was nuts. Was extraordinary because it's a repeat of the scene in First Awakens. Yeah, love that. But the genius of it is, what if Ben had made the right choice? Mm-hmm. And that was really cool that Harrison Ford come back for that. Uh, yeah, and didn't if, if we could go to the real world really quick. I can't remember what talk show he was on. And somebody says, were you a force ghost in that scene? And I can't repeat Harrison Ford's response on this show. <laughs> PG show. But he basically said, I have no idea. Right. He's not into that part he, of it. He used a few more words than that. But, yeah. <laughs> and that's, of course, another thing we enjoy that Harrison Ford is, is off-camera antics. Or, or off movie antics and talk shows and yeah, that's been like, a whole evolution as well. His talk show appearances, wearing a hot dog suit, <laughs> wearing a hot dog suit, talking about the Force Awakens. I don't think I've seen that. I mean, clip. It just, it's it's great. It's it's so great. But um, sounds like Conan. <laughs> I think for me, or Kimmel. 
some of my favorite modern moments is, of course, we have to talk about 42. Oh, yeah. The movie it's... that put Chadwick Boseman on the map. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, what... uh, obviously, we have Harrison Ford playing a great role. Ranch Ricky. Ranch Ricky. And what's funny is, up into this film, Harrison Ford had kind of gone through a I don't want to say a slump. I don't know. Oh, it's a wilderness word. phase. It's a wilderness phase. He But he wasn't getting as good a reaction in films as he used to. Do you guys have any thoughts on 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 that that era? Oh, you talk about your favorite Harrison Ford moments. I don't have a moment from that film that I can exactly remember. I need to see it again. It's been a minute. But uh it's the overall casting I think to like Oh, we all want to see the racism of that era and in that sport overcome through the face of Harrison Ford. You know, <laughs> I like think that yeah, just makes right. us all oh, feel yes. good. Oh, he's the right guy to lead us through these these ugly trenches of uh, was it the nineteen when was it the nineteen fifties? Okay, uh, yeah, and you know Alan Tudyk just playing that terrible oh, oh, character, yes. you know, and having to right. suffer through all that. Well, who do you want to come be the hero of all this? Well, clearly Chadwick Boseman is the yeah. hero, but but standing course, alongside we him. We love Alan Tudyk too. I got to throw that out there. Oh, he's great. Yeah, yeah. But um, standing alongside him, of course, Harrison yeah. Ford. Yes, oh, please. Yeah. So that's yeah. a great casting choice. This is what's great about Harrison Ford is we love that he's the hero, but the varieties of hero that he turns into as his career mm -hmm. progresses he's no longer punching people but now he is doing the right thing and other people are like all right if branch ricky says that we're going to have african-americans in baseball then we are you know i mean that's really it's a it's a president of the united states move it's a sir harrison ford move like yeah. he's just at this height <laughs> and then he, and then he can punch nazis leadership and, then he can punch nazis in violent destiny Oh, sure, right. that's a great return to form, but, but we're talking know, about the wilderness Nazis, era. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, I mean, the cowboys and aliens era of his career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The, Which the, I have to admit, I actually kind of enjoy that film. Kind of never seen it. So um, let's kind of cast our minds back then to the beginning. All right. The earliest movie I've seen with Harrison Ford is American Graffiti. Well, playing, of they, course, Bob Telfa. Can I just say thanks to our podcast, The Ford Fiesta? We uh -huh. now know of like seven other movies he did before that. <laughs> yeah, we yes, watched them all. Yes. They do have great moments. I oh, they do. Mr. Ellis, Paging Mr. Ellis. <laughs> yes. But it, uh, yeah, there's the great scene in Love where he punches Jack Lemon in the face. That we've, first uh, person always... ever punches oh, on yeah. screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We love that. I mean, that's an absolute favorite moment of mine because. You know, we're going, you know, we were just talking about his wilderness phase. Those are the years where I, I missed a lot of the Harrison Ford movies. That's what gave us the idea to do the podcast. But then we realized, well, if you go back to the beginning, I don't think either of us have seen his first maybe five, six movies, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so when you get to love and you know LUV and you know he's only in it for one scene, but you don't know what the scene is. And then he just randomly gets backed into by uh, uh, Elaine May and then uh, walks up to the car and punches Jack Lemmon. I was over the moon that I, that <laughs> that was his appearance. His first on-screen punch was Jack Lemon. 
That's just incredible. <laughs> yeah, and the hippie student he plays in Getting Straight, we've had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Like pulling clips from that and playing them on our show because he's, hey, man. Hey, man. Shit. Like it's a totally different vibe from this oh, straight as an guy. arrow, you know, hero guy that you're so used man. to. Man, so for me, it was Bob Delta, and he's wearing that cowboy oh, hat. Yeah, right. I have yeah. written down here uh, as one of my favorite Harrison Ford moments I ain't nobody, dork. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, you know he dresses down everybody he talks to in that movie and uh that's hilarious i love that line it's my favorite one from the film well and that whole intro scene with his too is you know the entire concept is there's this other guy going around who's supposedly the faster racer and milner's yeah. like yeah whatever yeah. but when they meet up on the street they're doing this great thing that really is the essence of american graffiti i mean that that movie has expanded out to cover the lives yeah. of all these uh, but what it comes down to is cruising, right? So mm -hmm. what they're doing in that scene is the essential central concept of American Graffiti. And it's blowing each other crap for, while driving. Going, hey, <laughs> what kind of car is that? Looks like some kind of field car. It's like, oh, what kind of color is that? A mix of puke green? And you know, I mean, they're just trading barbs <laughs> back and forth. And you're, you're like, that is American Graffiti. I love that it's Harrison Ford that, that does it mm -hmm. <laughs> as a jerk. <laughs> a charming jerk. Yes, yes, and of course, um, we we know, of course, this leads naturally to Star Wars, but lest we forget the conversation. Oh, I got yep. a great favorite moment from the conversation. Okay, let's hear it. Conversation. He's the he is the guy that's working for the guy that's paying uh, Gene Hackman to bug this mm -hmm. thing at the beginning mm -hmm. of it. You know, it's a very experimental film. You hear that same exchange over and over and over with uh, uh, not not Penny Marshall, um, uh, uh, Frederick uh, Forrest and Cindy Williams, yes. Cindy Williams. Yeah. Rest in peace. And um, but uh, so when he get, goes to give the tapes, he wants to give them to the big guy. But the big guy's not there. Instead, he has to deal with Martin Stett, played by Harrison Ford. Mm. And. When he refuses to give them the tapes, now Martin Stett starts showing up in his life and he goes to a security convention and he starts messing yes. around, uh, Hackman starts messing around with a security camera and zooms in yeah. on the corner of the room and there is Martin Stett who's tailed him there. And then there is a great shot the next time you watch the conversation. He thinks he loses Martin Stett. He rounds a corner and there is this giant red couch and draped in the center of it, arms to the side is Harrison Ford as, you know, as his villainous yes. entrance of like, yes. here I am. <laughs> That's a, such a great shot. That big red couch shot. Oh my gosh. And the bit with the cookies too is also enjoyable. <laughs> where he's yes. like offering Christmas cookies yes. like in the middle of, the, clearly he's not here to charm Gene Hackman. But and, as you say, lounging on the couch, Harrison nice Ford has made a career of lounging. Han <laughs> really Solo is a really good lounger. He lounges when Greedo comes up to him. He's lounging. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 The man can recline. Yep. And, but where uh, to begin? Han Solo's entrance, one of the greatest things of all time. Oh, yes. right, For, for his career. Greatest. Just uh, yeah. Han Solo, Captain of the Money Falcon. It's like, oh. I mean, that's where's the John lines. Wayne then? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Han Solo. He tells me you're looking at that passage to the Elderons. Oh, and that whole right. exchange? And, and that, that ship? You never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Falcon? It's a ship that made the customer in less than one parsecs. Well, and what's really cool, cool about that scene man. is as soon as Luke and Ben go away, he drops the act of being the yeah. cool guy. Yeah. Never caught that as a kid. Yeah, he, he drops, drops the, act. the cool guy act. 
Yeah, never caught that as so a the, kid. The idea that Han Solo has kind of two faces. There's the more vulnerable, and then there's the whole facade. It's great storytelling, too, because he's he's in for, for Jabba. He's on the run. We don't know any of that in, in the opening scene. I think some movies now would, would absolutely put that up front or would make that the opening scene and then say, you know, like four years later or whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I do. I love that when I realized like, oh, as soon as he he's putting on a show for them and uh, and that's very Han Solo, you know, yeah. but it's an aspect you don't realize at first. And, um, you know, when he says to Luke, hey, Luke, may the force be with you at the end. Right. That might be the first time that we as the audience see him drop the facade in front of another character. Right. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, he means like the whole movie, he doesn't really drop it when other people are around. But in that scene, I think he does drop it. Yeah. Uh, because he has come to really like it. Yeah, absolutely. And but... then of course, we know now that the relationship between Luke and Han is based on the relationship between Francis Ford Coppola and George Lucas. Oh, yeah. I yeah, can see Francis it. Ford Coppola is very much the, the, the big man on campus. Big talker. George is the, <laughs> you know, small town nerd. Yeah, yeah. It's the Han and Luke thing all over. I got a question, Brennan. Uh, did you ever catch, because it took me a long time to catch it as well, going back to the cantina scene. Yeah. I didn't catch for years that there was a moment at the end of that when, you know, uh, uh, yeah, but who's going to fly it, kid? Oh, we don't have to, you know, and then, you know, Obi-Wan sits him down or whatever. And then he goes, myself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, uh, you know, I'll give you uh, two now plus 15. Two now reach. plus 15 when you're children. Yeah. We're children. I, I knew you would get that, that, that yeah, number yeah. correct. Yeah. <laughs> but, when he does that, Obi-Wan, it's very subtle, Obi-Wan uses the Force suggestion, and you watch uh, Han Solo's face drop the expression and then go, yeah, okay, you guys got yourself a ship. 17, huh? <laughs> well, I, ne I never caught that Obi-Wan has used the, these aren't the George you're looking for, Force power on Han Solo. Like, uh -huh. let's, just, let's just end this now. Hold on. I'll end this negotiation. I mean, of course, Obi-Wan's a great negotiator. He could say something and the other person says it back. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 17, you guys of, got yourself a ship. Well, Speaking of that scene, I, I love that when he the... says, when he said, you know, it's the ship that made the castle run in less than 12 parsecs. Obi-Wan gives him kind of a look of like, yeah, uh-huh. But I know. Really, and then we learn in the solo movie that that he fudged the number a little bit just right, for right. bragging. Just for the bragging rights. Um and you think Obi Wan knows that in that moment? It. Yeah. Yeah, he can see through it. So Neil, yeah, there's a lot of great moments in Star Wars, but um what in particular really stand out to you? as the great on solo moments in that movie well paraphrase adam who always says it's already the greatest movie of all time then yeah. harrison ford i know in. it's nuts <laughs> yes it's good nuts. point good point already yeah. the greatest movie you've ever seen and han solo captain millennium falcon and we're off onto another movie at that point it's just uh yeah and for me it's at the end of uh, it, it really reinforces the fun that he could uh, you know obi-wan's on a mission 
Luke is uh, sort of on a mission of his own to just sort of break out from Tatooine and have this adventure and try and be a man for, you know, rescue somebody. But I think the real fun we're having is with Harrison Ford in moments like, we're all fine here now. How are you? Like, as soon as you see that, you're just like, this is great. (laughs) He's already saying hilarious stuff, but Um, now he's just like blabbing off to the Empire sort of casually. And we're like, yeah, yeah. I love the moment during uh, Luke's training where, you know, obviously there's all the famous lines of kid I've flown from one end of this galaxy or another, but there's a a very subtle moment where Obi-Wan kind of ignores him. Yes, just pushes him And then he says something to Luke about reach out with your feelings, and you can see Han like sit up straight behind him. Mm-hmm. Like get a load of this guy. Like like in it's a subtle sort of oh this this old guy is so annoying. Kind of acting from Harrison Ford. It's just a subtle moment that I really like because it's um. I mean that scene encapsulates so much of. Not only is it a great moment to explain how the Force works. But it's a great moment to see Han's skepticism. Yeah, but he's going to be a major part in the story because he says, may the Force be with you later. And later in his life, he's going to experience more of this hanging out with Force people and understanding it. (laughs) Well, I'm sure it wasn't lost on you, Brennan, that when he says it's true, the force, the Jedi, yeah. all of it. Mm-hmm. He's standing in the exact same place where he initially denied yeah, it that's to right. Obi-Wan. That's right. You are yeah. absolutely right. That's good writing. And of course, another good performance. Yeah. Yes. Um, so it's then trickle. we come to um, a slow roll, but in Apocalypse Now. Can I just uh, interject? Colonel Lucas. Can I just interject real quick? Because for those of you who haven't seen Heroes, you want to see one of the greatest uh, Harrison Ford entrances of all time in this yes. Henry Winkler movie. Yeah. Uh, his buddy, Winkler's buddy Ken, is played by Harrison Ford, and he comes tearing in in a, in a Trans Am or some kind of Corvette sporty yeah. car, does a bunch of donuts, gets out, starts hooting and hollering, <laughs> and palling it up with his buddy uh, Henry Winkler. And that is a fantastic. So, anyway. Yeah. Not a movie that's particularly we're going to go on about it, on something like this, but his entrance no. in that is a favorite Harrison Ford moment. Yeah, we were not prepared for him to come in and do three donuts in a Trans Am with a <laughs> with a the, the the on the side of the car is like a, a, a full house or something. It's like called the Ace of Spades or whatever. Mm. <laughs> Orange uh, sports car, yeah, donuts. Mm. Yeehan, it's pretty good. Yeah, but to your point, I mean, without Harrison Ford, then Martin Sheen doesn't even go on his adventure in uh, in Apocalypse Now because he plays incredible. As you mentioned Colonel Lucas. Mm-hmm. Couple is nod to his buddy who helps finance the movie. And, and uh, of course, I yeah. love the little the little thing he does. My favorite moment from him is he clears his throat and says, uh, "And terminate the Colonel's command." Yeah. Right. He Multiple. can't bring himself to say kill the guy. Yeah, like, uh, by the way, you're going to go murder this guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. An unusual request from your government. You know? And then you get the other guy going, turn the mate with extreme prejudice. Yeah. Yeah. I love that Harrison Ford sets up that famous line yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. Terminate the colonel's command. And that he gives him the mission. He's the guy who gives yeah. him the mission. That's he just does. so 
the entire movie is based oh, on are, Harrison Ford. <laughs> there are multiple throat clears. He is uh, clearly <clears throat> uncomfortable saying this, knows he has to, and it's all well played. I wonder if his delivery is based on George Lucas. Oh, I wonder if there might be a little bit of that in there. You know, you might I mean, be honest. Doesn't, doesn't want to come out and say it, kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, but clearly knows what he wants, but he's a little too shy to say it. That's true. That's that's the that's whole Lucas, Lucas does. Yeah, yeah, it's like faster, more. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, Lucas, yeah, he directs Lucas like is, this. You know? It's difficult to get anything out of it. Yeah, yeah, it's faster, more intense. I mean, is I mean now it's easier to get directing. him to talk, but back then, not really. Right, very quietly then, reserved. It's like, it's like don't ask him questions back then. We think, oh, we'll we'll talk about it later. That's his. That's if you his. could, uh, you know, um, be faster or uh, more intense, you know. As <laughs> Mark Hamill said, "Oh yes, Academy Award nomination for Best Director, George Lucas." <laughs> I mean, but and then we come, um, as it's in the book now. To what I think is his greatest performance. And that's the entire stretch deck. Well, that's something. That's Han Solo the movie, is what that's, that is. That's yeah, the coming out party for is. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are so many great moments in there. But we get to see a more vulnerable side to him. Oh, yeah. I really like the scene between him and Leia in their little apartment on, on Cloud, Cloud City. City. Where yeah. he's talking about leaving. Yeah, that's a really good it's scene. It's a moment where we actually get to see him be sincere. They had to reshoot that scene. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I remember they shot it and it just didn't work. Yeah, there was something about it. They went and reshot that but scene. I love that scene because it's the vulnerable console. Oh, he's uh, got that puppy dog face when then she says, yeah. and then you're as good as gone, right? Yeah, and then as soon as Lando comes in, he puts on Nora the the hunts of a face yeah but it's also the contrast with the beginning of the movie when he's you know doing the whole uh you know romantic comedy type thing with yeah. uh, leia chasing her and walking away and said no that's not it ah you couldn't uh-huh. you, you had to tell yeah. me the way you feel about me you know like that's <laughs> such classic romantic comedy yeah, you're a natural leader okay. yeah no, that's <laughs> no, not it that's not it you know Come on. <laughs> trying to get her to say that she's in love with him yeah. And how does he, uh, for all the vulnerability, how does he go out? I know. <laughs> With, I know. Yeah. Full of himself, which is just the best. Well, which that, crazy, yeah. I mean, that, and that, that line, it's one thing, but it's in the context things. of that scene, it's just, it, there's a full buildup. You realize sometimes why these things work extra well when you're watching the whole context of the scene. It doesn't work as its mm-hmm. own clip. But, you know, the princess, you have to take care of her. All the things that are happening in that. This the music, build up, the lighting. The music. The, I mean, the, yeah. The pushes him into operatic, position. The operatic wailing of Tudaka. And then the logical extent of all of that drama and wind up is I love you. And then for him to break that with the I know, which is the most on solo thing you could say. <laughs> Huge <laughs> laugh, but Indeed. because of the build up. Yeah. Um, that's a great scene. Um, I really like the um <laughs> makes me laugh out loud. The, the, <laughs> Still. the of course the great romantic scene on the Millennium Falcon. And oh, particularly yeah. there's the one line that people forget about, which is within when the when the asteroid or or the worm first um like rocks, but they don't realize they're inside a worm. 
Yeah. And Leia pulls into his arms and she's like, you know, <laughs> look on me. And he's like, fine, princess. Ain't got time for anything else. Oh, and his smile after he says that. <laughs> and then her little... look of disgust are just amazing. <laughs> Dude, you gave the same look that I think my mom gets my dad sometimes. <laughs> but uh, that's a great scene. And then later, you know, the whole... Well, the great Han Solo's or Harrison Ford smiles, too. I don't have time yeah. for anything else. Because he knows he's pissing her off. He knows he's like, you know... <laughs> and she's like, you know, occasionally, maybe when up. you're not acting like a scoundrel. Scoundrel? I like that word. Yeah, I happen to know you like nice man. I happen to like nice man. I'm a nice man. No, you're not. (laughs) Yeah, I know, man. Wow, well directed. It's very, it's very like classic Hollywood. Oh yeah, even the composition of that um, shot. It's very like um, the boogie and the call, but maybe more like um, like uh, boogie and uh, Hepburn. Doug and Hitler, but also more of Clark Gable and yeah, it happened one night, right? Michael Bearish. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, ooh, you, ooh, you, person I find irresistible. Ooh, and then, you, and then of course, C3 PO doing the classic comedy bit. Yeah, of interrupting their romantic moments. Yes, classic C3 PO. And the way Helen is like, "Thank you very much." Yeah. <laughs> and then Mayor wanders off, and he kind of gets that look. Guess a little bit of a forlorn look in Leia's direction. Mm-hmm. Because so there's a great it, big acting and there's a great small acting. And, and also, you know, I mean, uh, movies are two hours long, so you could, yeah. but the, the, the scene, you know, it, it's there's an interruptus uh, of that mm-hmm. moment that he never gets back to. Droidus interruptus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, droidus interruptus. And so. <laughs> sorry, sorry to those listening, if you're listening with children. <laughs> Oh, they don't know what that means. But but the fact is that is cut off and then they try to restart it on Cloud City and the scene you're just talking about. And then that ultimately leads to when Han is, for all intents and purposes, going to die. And they never got to consummate that moment. That's what's going, or or to tell him that she does love him, you know. uh, And so that's, again, with that moment and the I love you, I know scene, you know, it's a cute two lines, but boy, you take the build up from the entire movie, and then certainly that the entirety of that scene, uh, that's a special moment, a special Han Solo moment. I love, I also love the scene when they first meet Lando. Yep. And Lando, you know, welcome, Leia. And I think Han kind of like, like puts his arm around Leia basically to be like, hey, you know, hands off, buddy. <laughs> right. That's a fun little moment. Well, um, and also just the fact that Han Solo is like, he's just so indebted to so many people and he's such a, he's just made so many enemies that when Lando comes out and says, you got a lot of nerve coming back here after what you pulled, you're like, oh, great. I, I mean, I know he's kidding and all that sort of stuff, but you're like, oh man, Han's another person that Han is. Yeah, mm-hmm. what did he do this time? <laughs> yeah, uh, Paul, any uh, uh, your favorite moments in Empire? I think I, I know is is the best for all the reasons we've discussed and you know you mentioned small acting and big acting i think by the time he gets to jedi it's mostly big so i appreciate the yeah, levels in empire yeah <laughs> yeah um well, there's one great line that, in empire there's, there's two movies in between empire and return of the jedi that we have to talk about and these are two of the 
I have mm-hmm. one more Empire line. Okay, okay. let's hear it. That's, let's that might it. be one of the best Harrison Ford lines ever spoken. Okay. Your tauntaun will freeze before you reach the first marker. Then I'll see you in hell. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Is that some cowboy stuff or what? I mean, he's mounting the horse, the tauntaun, you know, but it, but it's in terms and of I the cowboy thing. On oh. the outside. Ah, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a, it's a, the temperature is dropping too rapidly. That's right. My friend's out in it. Like all the hero yeah. stuff, right? Let me let, uh, let fall what may. I got to say, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Anything. And that's the, and how different is that from got to go? Sorry, handle the empire on your own. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and right. By the next movies. Really good. Clearly changed. Really good. But in the case of there's 1980, 1981, and 1982, might be the peak Harrison Ford years. The 80s run is unlike any so other. We come in 81, of course, to Raiders of Boston. I mean, <sighs> Boy, there's there's so like two hours moments. of yeah. great moments in that. <laughs> uh, exactly. Indy shoots the swordsman. I don't know. I'm making it up as I go. Oh. Hello? Trust me. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? The entire uh, plane fight. The entire truck, truck chase. The entire tavern hurt? shootout. Boom, top man. And Indy's entrance backed by John Williams. Yes. Uh, and then well, where, where doesn't it hurt? <laughs> <laughs> moment. It's a great moment. A favorite moment is getting hit in the tune of the mirror. <laughs> I love that moment. I love that moment. Yet but I mean, I think the most iconic is probably Indy shooting the swordsman. Yeah, exactly. In terms of uh, moments from that movie. If you're going to show a moment in a clip fest, mm-hmm. that's the one I think you're showing. Maybe trust but, me, but probably Indy shooting the swordsman. Yeah. And, and of course, the reaction to the Let girl with I love you written on her eyes. Right. Yeah, that's fun. He sort of it, like cleared his throat, like, oh, yeah. it's all so great. It's but what a switch up time. from we just, you know, we're in the jungle. We don't know. We never see a close up of him until the great entrance uh, uh, yeah. moment mm-hmm. with the with the whip and everything. So everything is just mystery and intrigue. And then after all that, some of the best action ever shot in any movie. Now he's a teacher. I mean, that movie just goes and goes and goes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, of course, his, um, you know, didn't you guys ever go to Sunday school? I love that line. That's <laughs> a great line. Didn't you guys because go to Sunday as, school? As someone who did go to Sunday school. <laughs> right. I, I can tell you how much of the story is actually in the Bible and how much isn't. Oh, I mean, that's the great Just thing about the Yeah. Yeah. I mean, creating stakes. Yeah. You know, but that that would be real. Then have the, fun within them. But what the Ark does to the Nazis, if you read the Bible, yeah, that's that's accurate. Power of God. Don't, don't mess with it. Don't mess with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fire, power of God. You'd You're think evil. the Nazis would learn, but apparently not. Now, oh, is God. there something to the Bible about don't look at the Ark? There's something about casting your eyes uh, upon the image is, of God? There or... is not touching the Ark. Because only the priests were supposed to touch it. It said that those who either touched it or looked well. Well, there's one story of the guy, and this is where the term arc steadier comes from. Arc steadier? Yeah, arc steadier means uh, trying to do the job that's not yours. Oh, okay. Like trying to do somebody else's job is above your pay grade in terms of, there's, especially there's in terms of guy, holiness, right? There's a guy who's not a priest who touched the arc, and he died. Because of touching it. 
And then when the Philistines stole the ark, they opened it up, looked into it, and it killed hundreds of thousands of people. And so they oh. took it back to the Israelites and said, we don't want it any, <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I did not learn that in Sunday school. Yeah, we colored so, a lot of stuff. <laughs> we colored I mean, a lot of uh, images that from the Sunday Bible. School, but I actually went and looked that up myself. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless, yeah, it's the idea of, of it's not your duty to touch it. Or you are a wicked people, and if you look into it, you'd think the Nazis would know better. Well, I think, yeah. Gee, uh, imagine a bunch of Jew-hating guys looking at a Jewish artifact. Oh, yeah. That's... God made his uh, I mean... <laughs> point very clear when he first burned the swastika off the side of the box. Oh, that it was that's right. them, But they that didn't scene. pay attention to that. They continued <laughs> I on I love way. that scene. I yeah. love that scene. Yeah. But the, there's so many great moments in that movie. Um, particularly, I think the the meeting Marion, and then she punches him. Oh man! <laughs> but he's not expecting it, so the look so on his great. face. Yeah. The look on his face is like, "Oh, what did I do?" You know. But in a movie of this type with this tone, that is exactly what happens. You yeah, run into the girl and she like punches the, you, you know? <laughs> the Catherine Hepburn kind of spitfire. Yes. Very modeled. Kind of, kind of character. Yeah. Of, you know, the old-fashioned, like, fast-talking. Yep. Yeah. The fast-talking dame, as they would say. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Why Marion is probably my favorite of the indie currents. I mean, you, you know, know like the, the other two are the best. Forget Willie, forget whatever, you know. Well, Willie's much more in the Claudette Colbert. Oh, boy. <laughs> because, because that is the idea of the showgirl that goes along with the adventure. Yeah, knowing America. I mean, it's a classic. <laughs> but I mean, that's so, a classic Hollywood device as well. So. And also, like, Harrison Ford does a lot of face acting as in the showing the vulnerability of the character. Yeah, he's always got that large eyes and something goes wrong. Like his eyes like expand. We are going to die. To die. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. <laughs> and uh, I mean, you know, there's so many great moments. And I love the moment when Belloc says, Who knows? In a thousand years, even you may be worth something. <laughs> He's like, ha ha ha, son of a, you know, I like that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, he like says it under his breath. I love that moment. Yeah. Another great indie moment. I mean, this, as He's you so say, this many. is two hours of a classic moments. Yes. I, I indie, take the whole movie as is, one moment. Yeah. Indie is so different than console. This is what's interesting is because and, people. And yet not different. Mm hmm. Yeah, but this is the thing, you know, after Raiders, he's going to try and break out of playing these type of yeah. roles and, and go in a different way and stuff. But what's so amazing is and people always thought, oh, Han Solo, Indiana Jones, very, very same characters, you know, Lucasfilm, uh, this sort of stuff. And in, in, in interviews, he was always no way like he had a lot more reverence for the Indiana Jones character and dismissed Han Solo. That's but when true. it comes back That's to actually true. playing him again. When you see him play Han Solo again, you're like, 
he locks right into that. There is a yeah. Han Solo-ness to it. And then Indiana Jones, he plays him again, dialysis, and you go, there yeah. is an Indiana it, Jonesness so that he can just that he access. Tried to distance himself from that. Yeah, well For so many years, and then he came back. I mean, it's something actors you know, it's, try it's all the like, time. They get known for one thing. They it's they... like when Adam Gregor says, I'm not coming back to Star Wars. It's like well, Harrison Ford said the same thing. Yeah. 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 Any other thoughts on Raiders? Too many. Let's move on. Too many. Okay. <laughs> 1982 brings us, of course, to what we were talking about earlier, Blade Runner. Blade Runner, 2019. And well, we... It's something. We've talked about his ability to underplay, and that's how he yes. gets, gets oh, a lot yes. of mileage as an actor. And I thought the, mm-hmm. uh, I always thought the voiceover did a disservice to that. Yeah. So once you get to the final cut version of Blade Runner, I think yes. that's the best. We yes. probably all agree, and that yeah, then that doesn't have a chance to uh, to undermine his that voiceover doesn't have a chance to undermine his performance, and you get another real sort of, you know, grizzled old detective quiet. Uh, performance out of him which is cool yeah and i mean the movie is extraordinary in so many levels we know that he and ridley scott didn't necessarily get along when they're making of a movie right because he really wanted clear direction ridley directs like george lucas yeah you're the actor you do the thing let me worry about the other stuff and well, Ridley's is, is grumpy but I mean, Ridley is also much more focused on the entire mise en scene. Yeah, that's true. A hundred cars over here, a thousand extras, all this, and he, that's what Ridley's <laughs> doing. So there's almost no time to say, "Oh, and Harrison act like this," you know? Yeah, um, yeah. and that's not Harrison's style, you know. No, he does want to be but director. Rick Deckard is definitely another one of his great characters. Isn't that crazy? He just keeps knocking out these great characters. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, so that we're not here all day. (laughs) Any thoughts on Blade Runner we want to cover really quick? I mean, I think Paul, Paul covers it. It's it's his first experiment in underplaying a role. And, yeah. and, and the next phase is going to be underplayed paradise. Like he has so many different great ways of playing quieter versions of other characters. And he's so good at it. It's, his, it's a hidden talent, how good he is at underplaying. But th- this is his first bite at that apple. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean... Once and, you take the voiceover out, then you do get to stare at his face more and 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 see it processing it more. But it's a, it's a, but it's a cold movie. It's not yeah, there's not no much cold. emotion on yeah. display really. In fact, his love scene with Rachel is one of the more uncomfortable moments. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable in his career. Um, but yeah, what's I, interesting is is you underplaying here. Well, 1983, Return of the Jedi. Um, A different I don't think you can call that underplaying. That is not (laughs) underplaying. Hey, it's me. I love it. I love it, but it's definitely (laughs) bigger. Well, at my age, when I saw that, I wanted a big comedic Han Solo because I was so in love with Han Solo. uh And I certainly didn't get the nuances of Empire, although I loved all the Han Solo-ness of it. So, yeah, Yeah. 
the version of him in Return of the Jedi was made for the age I was at that time. I mean, I can't think. Of, I think most kids who grow up with the original trilogy, well, Return of the Jedi is their favorite of the three. Yeah, because it's definitely bigger and more pulpy, and yeah, Ewoks and less of fighting and. It's so oh, fun and Han Solo is more fun. Fly casual. My favorite. Oh yeah, we, we always quote that around our house. Where we're driving somewhere, and and mom's like, "Keep your distance, but don't look like you're trying to keep your distance." <laughs> I don't know. Fly casual. It's <laughs> classic. The thing, uh, the thing I wanted, the moment I loved the most and always loved was uh, when R two tries to break the bunker door. And it doesn't, you know, he gets blasted or whatever. Yeah. And then I love that Han Solo is very American graffiti. Well, I guess I could hotwire this thing. You're like, of course yeah. he knows how to hotwire stuff. And him failing at that. And when he puts the two wires together and he looks in the door and an extra door closes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he almost yeah. looks straight into camera as if to go, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I also love the I love moment when, when they face the Imperials. Yeah. Another Han Solo and, and plan. He He's always got a plan. That, he does that shrug thing right you know, like yeah. the, hey what do you expect i mean one of the great han solo shots is him confidently being like uh-huh gotcha <laughs> and i like it when ben solo does that rise of skywalker right? because it's very like that's his dad coming through oh that's true i never placed that the arms out once he gets the lightsaber once he takes the lightsaber through the yeah, force he's, like he's like hey you know He's like, now I've got a lightsaber. He does yeah. have the arms out thing, but oh yeah, I, I never made that connection. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, Empire and the Return of the Jedi is definitely the most fun that we see Han Solo. Definitely. And as our guest Mark Ellis told us on the Ford Fiesta, it's the win. That's why he loves it. It's the yes. big win. You've been waiting yep. three movies for the big win. Yeah. The Death Star. They kill the Emperor. They did it all. Well, nothing. Oh, is it? Dun, dun, dun. Well, it certainly was for the moment. Yeah. Yes. Well, then we come across. <laughs> Just like we temple. defeated Russia in '89. They, where they have been since. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. It's all over. We don't want to ruin the over. ending of 1989's defeat of Russia with Russia still being around, right? Yep. <laughs> oh, oh, I guess that's how things work. <laughs> and then, of course, in 1984, we get Temple Doom. Oh, man. The uh, origin of PG 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the first movie to get a PG 13, but it's why we have PG 13. Yep. And that uh, and Gremlins. And even though it's not my favorite of the Indiana Jones films, it still has a lot of good stuff. Well, it's impossible for anything else to be the favorite of Indiana Jones no. because Raiders is yes. a masterpiece. But yes. The amount of different stuff they do. I mean, people are always like, I mean, sequels now are different every every time. They used to be the same. You know, it yeah, used to be like you know, let's use the same sets. I mean, that was the 70s aesthetic is, is like, uh, oh, we'll make a sequel to that. We'll use the same sets, same costumes. We'll save all that money. You know, now it, Temple of Doom is just nothing like Raiders. It's incredible yeah. how it begins with a musical number and then all the And the, then the James settings Bond, and James Bond, on, uh, the James Bond, Indiana Jones. Kind the of white Bond. tuxedo. Yeah. One of the oh, great, yeah. One of the great moments. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean one of the great Harrison Ford moments is sitting down in the white tuxedo. Oh my! And then speaking yeah. Chinese, yeah, fluently. Very he's a man of the world. 
and he's an adventurer and a James Bond type. Yep. And then but man, the, sitting in the frame with that white tuxedo, that's the very first shot of him. Man, that man can make an entrance. Yeah, the old, uh, yeah, you know, you can fly? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> can you? Which apparently he learned how to do in the next few years. Yeah. But then he can, can fly, fly in, 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 yeah. In real life. But uh, it's interesting because. And land sometimes. Well, in both film and real life. <laughs> ah, but, yes, uh, great moments no. of course his dynamic with Kiyu Kwan isn't that fun or should I say Oscar winner Ki-Hu Oscar Kwan. winner Kiyu Kwan yes and they reunited and that was really neat um, incredible pop culture movie moment those two re- reuniting after Kiyu Kwan wins an Oscar That's yeah. a, that happened recently <laughs> with Harrison <laughs> you're, Ford you're cheap, Dr. he's so epic you're cheap. <laughs> And then, of course, the great dinner scene at Pinkot Palace. Uh, just so many great moments in there. Um, well, and of course, Larry learns about that the thuggy are still a thing. And I think Adam and I, after covering this movie quite a lot, have uh, come to the decision that not just the best line in this movie, but one of the great Harrison Ford lines ever is when, you know, he gets himself out of this, his situation of being under the voodoo spell. He gets a short round with him, and I can't remember what the line is before that, but he says, let's leave. And he says, yeah, all of us. And then he goes and he rescues the kids because he's a good guy. To He's the goodest of the good guys. And then there's a moment where the March of the Slave Children music. Oh, yes. That is is the best moment in Temple. And there is Indiana Jones standing in the shadows. Mm -hmm. As the minecart light pulls yeah. continues down the track yes. lighting him up in like this amazing backlit two-fisted action <laughs> the, the best silhouette of, of of indiana jones you could possibly imagine that is my favorite moment oh my god i and love a that great so much. fight scene with pat roach of course yeah oh yeah good fight scene with and pat roach probably the most horrible death in the indie movies yeah that's, that's not a good one. one how many punches yeah. in that movie paul 39. 39 punches. <laughs> 39 of him punching somebody. Of him punching somebody. Yeah. 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 We the keep great count. Snacking meat. <laughs> but um, I would say my favorite sequence in that movie is the bridge at the end. I mean, that sequence is oh, yeah. Some, yeah, something yeah, you've yeah. never seen before and just uh, <laughs> harrowing he, almost. You know, it's exciting. Oh, it's just oh. great. I mean, how's he going to get out of this? He's, and then, not, he's not nuts. He's crazy. He's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chao And then. Um, that you betrayed Shiva a great moment there. Yeah, but let's boy. not forget that uh, this is a prequel, so it's very yeah. it's very important that he has the what I I said that uh, Phoebe uh, Helena from Dial of Destiny has the same arc that he does, which is uh, fortune and glory to by the glory, end. Kid. I understand mm-hmm. by the end though, I understand its power now, and he yeah. takes that sentiment into Raiders, where he's not fortune and glory; he's yeah. teaching. Getting things for the museum. Fortune and glory, kid. So he's clearly a big change in the character that I exactly, and that's the the media literacy of of Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. It's why the fact that this is a prequel is actually really important. Yeah, but let's not forget this might be the most hilarious Harrison Ford is in most movies. Oh yes, (laughs) I agree with that. I mean, the trap room scene alone, where he's Adam already quoted. You know, (laughs) we are going to die. You know, (laughs) where. 
and all the other things he said not that one that one you know like with a hand <laughs> popping out scaring people just, you said to yeah. stand against the wall i cheat their dick or you their dick it's not me I it's her <laughs> the problem with her is the noise <laughs> right <laughs> yes. great line that's a really great stuff and then of course the whole bit with um trying to subtly say that he had certain um the ruler of a certain state threatening to cut off certain body parts <laughs> right well due to he, some indiscretion and you know what's a fun moment in that dinner scene that i really didn't fully catch till recently when we we covered it was that they're getting out the exposition of the thuggy and this supposedly underground and all this sort of stuff and then um the uh the the guy at the table i can't think of his name the prime minister yeah, the prime minister guy. He goes, uh, "Well, the thuggy have never blah 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 blah." And then, and then, uh, and then Indiana Jones goes, "Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about folklore." In other yeah, words, uh, like you took that a little too personally. <laughs> I was just talking about folklore, but boy, you really are uh, defensive let, let, about the fact that the thuggy aren't still around. I love that. Let moment. me let me put on my nerd hat. Oh, I'm sorry. Prime Minister Chatterlow. That's right, Ch Chatterlow. Chatterlow, yeah. Played by, of course, the great Roshan Seth. Mm-hmm. I don't know him from anything else. Yeah. Um, he's in uh, Gandhi. Also. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was like around he's that time, Nehru, too. He's Nehru in Gandhi. Ah. Yeah, but uh, he's interesting. The inventor of the jacket. <laughs> oh, yes. About that jacket. The Nehru jacket. He's, uh, yeah. So, after this, we get to a movie that I have to admit I haven't seen. And that's Witness, his Oscar oh. nomination. Oh, you'd love Witness. You'd I love Witness, you. Brennan. Yeah. You're yeah. going to love that. Yeah, you really will. And so, and not to get into spoilers, I guess we can maybe skip over that one. Well, there's a great Harrison Ford moment in it. Yes. And that is, uh, well, there's two, there's a couple really good ones, but I really love, not to spoil the ending, although I'm sure you've seen scenes or whatever. But yeah, don't the, spoil any for Brennan. What are you doing? let's just say he <laughs> points and shouts the villain of the movie down there are no shots fired he doesn't have to punch the guy it is pointing and shouting that makes the bad guy step down also which realizing is, that the which they went to the best for that yes yeah, yeah. No points and shouts quite like Harrison yes. Ford and then of course we come I mean the next movie I've seen of course is uh is of course last crusade some great moments in that one is full of great moments um and you know we're, we're already you know an hour into our podcast <laughs> so and we could go on talking through other adult right moments but let's just really quick a couple favorite moments in this film and then a couple favorite moments in the rest of his career yeah, yeah. I mean, it it gets less epic after after these in terms of big moments that we yeah. have adored since we were kids. So <laughs> it, it 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 definitely will not be another hour of uh, great moments after Last Crusade. But yeah, uh, I mean, him being back as Indiana Jones again. I mean, no ticket. There's one for you. I no also ticket. love the moment where his dad's like, "You don't. You think my son would be that stupid?" Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's the diary. Then that look that Harrison gives is like, 
Well, you're also realizing the relationship between these two, you know. (laughs) You dolt. I should have mailed it to the Marx Brothers. Mailed it to the Marx Brothers. Yeah, Junior. (laughs) Yeah, and we don't realize he's called Junior at that point. It's just, that's so funny, the relationship, how that evolves. Henry Jones Jr. Yeah. We named the dog Indiana. (laughs) I like the two action sequences best in this film. The tank sequence and the boat chase. Uh, they both involve great stunts from Ford, great horseback great riding, great punches, and f- the, the, especially the wide, uncut, long shot of him questioning Kazim on the boat and the boat's oh, just yeah. being torn to pieces yeah. behind Incredible. him. I'm like, is that a stunt, man? What is going on there? And that I mean, also so... explains how very forgiving those guys are. Yeah. Because That's a true. bunch of them just died, but they don't they, they don't hate Indy. They're like, I mean, it... we're okay with it. <laughs> It was, well, my, what was the line? My soul is fine. How's yours? Or my, yeah. my soul is prepared yeah. to die. Yeah. Is, yeah. Prepared and we'll die. Yeah. It's... And then, of course, I mean, the, the makeout scene between you and Elsa is hilarious. Ah, oh, Venice. I love Venice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, and the two tied together in realization that uh, the father had slept with her as well. Yeah, and like, she talks in her sleep. She talks in her sleep like, what? I was the next man. I was the next man. (laughs) And boy, those two just have some incredible banter, don't they? Yes, they do. I'd like to tell you something. You know what I really... Yeah, not now, Dad. One thing I I really love about uh, in that you mentioned the tank chase, because they won up... That, you know, we get him on a horse again, chasing, yeah. you know, this time mm-hmm. it's a tank. I love that that we get reverberations from Raiders. Yeah. But one thing that's always blown me away, and I just love the shot, is he jumps from a horse above the tank onto the tank. That jump yeah. off that horse, just so impossibly, like, and then jumps to the tank. And I think that's all in one shot, maybe, I guess. I but, think it is. I think yeah, it is. I, that's what it, I don't know how in the world a stuntman jumps from. He's like, dead, get the gun, dead. <laughs> that's the classic guy. It's, it's uh, The guy's been doing it forever. What is his name? Oh, Why did I bring it up if I don't know it? But the guy. The guy. They you just know, gave him a guy. big award in Harrison Ford. You know, recorded Vic a video Arm, for Vic him. Vic Armstrong. Vic Armstrong. Is it Vic Armstrong? Yeah, I think so. Well, it's not Vince Armstrong. Okay, we'll just leave that there. Anyhow, but uh, that's an obscure joke. Um, anyhow, but uh, Stretch so, Armstrong, you know, he's well, I understand that reference. <laughs> Harrison Ford has such an amazing career, full of moment after moment of just amazing stuff. So, as we sort of wind I down. Concur. What are some maybe of the great unsung Harrison Ford moments? We've got a few of those that we've uncovered while watching the yeah. show or we're reminded of while watching the movies again. Well, I think this is pretty sung, but uh, <laughs> it, we, we shouldn't get a, let the show go uh, and end without mentioning uh, The Fugitive, which I think is my favorite non-franchise kill Har- my wife. Harrison Ford movie. Great stuff, but I just think the whole train sequence yeah, the yeah, train crash sequences is one for the ages. Watch that. Yeah, I need to actually go watch that because I haven't seen it. Oops. You've never seen the fugitive? Oh, yeah. Boy, there's oh, a double wow. feature: the fugitive, a witness. What a night you would have! Ooh, that'd be incredible. Yeah, 
Oh my gosh, watch The Fugitive. Well, there's oh a gosh, train yeah. crash, and it's incredible. There is a train crash. I'm and sure even for 1993, that. it's pretty As long as it's not a train wreck, but I'm taking The film, not so much. No, you'll I think love you're it, thinking too. of Six Days, Seven Nights. Oh, <laughs> don't mention that one. <laughs> one uh, of my favorite moments that are not in a film is when he was on the Grand Norton show in England hmm. with Margot Robbie is also on the couch. Really? And she had the biggest crush on him growing up. <laughs> oh, I mean, I've seen that clip. Yeah, yeah. So he's like flirting with her in a in an old man kind of way. Not flirting, but more joking with her, and she just keeps getting like more flushed and flustered. <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's so funny because his his sense of humor is so dry, it's hilarious. Yeah. So anyhow, you were saying, Paul, sorry to interrupt. Uh, was I? I don't know. Where was I? Well, I think it was going to move to movies beyond, yeah. Uh, yeah, beyond the franchises. Yeah, well, by all means. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Let me okay. say, sorry, one more franchise moment. Uh, as maligned as Crystal Skull is, when he takes the hat back from Mutt at the end, great moment, <laughs> great ending moment, yes. just to remind you oh, who's yes. the man here. Let's not forget who the man is. Uh, yes. I I was just uh I, I was going to bed two nights ago and I was like, oh, I have Pluto on my phone. I'm like, I'm gonna watch to see what's on what movies are on. Crystal Skull was on. So I'm like, yeah. all right, I'm gonna watch 20 minutes of Crystal Skull as I uh, nod myself out to sleep. I do love the moment when they're driving with the duck boat in the in the uh, woods and yeah. and you, you you see the the duck boat and then you go over to the the Russian vehicle and then there's a lot of woods you know so they're divided by woods and then they're not and then they are then they're not and that's kind of geography of how that whole thing plays out and then there's trees for a long time a long time a long time and then when it gets to the next space where there's no trees indy jumps through that that hole straight to the uh <laughs> i love that moment oh, and jumping yes. onto it and you never see it coming because it's like trees 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 opening and here comes indy i was like yes. oh, that's such a killer moment oh, i'll yes. take them I take a lot of moments from that. I mean, the uh, the the drive around campus and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and, I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah. and I'll take the line of like, get out of the library, you know, like yes. sliding on the motorcycle and everything. Oh, yes. like, get out in the field, get out in the library. Yeah. Uh, I uh, think if we were to take the Jack Ryan adventures of oh, Harrison yeah. Ford, they're oh, not to yeah. be uh, forgotten. I think the terrorist attack in London and Patriot Games is vintage Ford. Of course, he does the good Classic. guy thing, even though he's not an action hero he's an analyst for the cia he still knows what he has to do and he you know tackles a guy punches a guy gets shot shoots a guy it's a whole big sequence that is exciting and because of the acting within the action sequence we can see that this is new for him but he had to do it and so yeah. it's all played very mm-hmm. well right on to the end of clear and present danger when uh you know sorry mr president i don't dance I don't come dance. on yeah, line. well i mean and he gets to be a hero in an incorruptible you know, uh, uh, the face of a uh, corrupt politician, he gets to be incorruptible in that way of like, oh, we'll just do, we'll just say it happened this way, and then you know, and then nobody gets mm-hmm. in trouble. And he's like, no, I'm not doing that. You know, yeah, it's like a modern type of hero in politics of like, oh, these un- incorruptible in well, politically. You know, it's awesome. Exactly. Well, guys, uh, any any final thoughts as we wind up here? I'll give you one one final thought because okay. I, I had a little list here and one thing we didn't talk about was the Mosquito Coast. Oh, and yes. I don't know. Yes. Brennan, have you seen Mosquito Coast? No. 
Oh, as a religious uh, person, you will love Mosquito Coast as well. Okay. okay. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of uh, scripture spoken, but also the sort of villain, I guess, uh, 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 which is another preacher that you know a missionary and uh they they have a you know a, a moment where they're yelling at each other and but one great thing it's it's a character like you've never seen harrison ford play he's constantly spouting off i mean it's egotistical and that's part yeah. of the thing too is like well who's using religion as egotism more than mm -hmm. like for what it's for you know that's kind of the conflict there too but uh he there's a hilarious sequence where he's building this thing in the, this village in the forest and he's taken over the forest and building but he's proselytizing to all the natives who do not speak english as far as yeah. we know and he's and he but he's going off on all the modern sort of conservative of like well yeah. you, you know you do this and you go into the street and you, you can't even go down the street without someone shooting you and you know sorry. he's telling it to basically the wall because i don't think these people mm -hmm. speak english my favorite <laughs> moment in that is when he's when he's talking to, he's talking to this kid and he goes oh and i'll tell you you know modern things and something like uh, you know, and then he starts a chainsaw and he's bitching the entire time at the kid. He's like, blah, blah, blah. But you can't hear him. And, going, mm -hmm. and, he, and you can't hear him. And then he shuts it off and he's like, um, $4 gasoline and a $2 loaf of bread. Like he just finishes his thought. Yeah. It's, that's one that just cracks me up in terms of the character, in terms will, of the performance. I will, check and, that out. I will check that out. Yeah. I think you really like Mosquito Coast. Yeah. I need, I need to actually go watch more handsome bear movies. Yeah. yeah. Well, if we've done anything here, then that's uh that's a good thing mm -hmm. but i think yeah witness you'd really dig mosquito coast you would dig it's a slower i mean be prepared more like for a blade runner you know like slower yeah. artsier I like but that. i like that yeah but, but you can't go much longer having seen k19 and not the fugitive and witness so you need to <laughs> change <laughs> that the, up brandon oh good call <laughs> we will not fail <laughs> and of course we, we can't leave this conversation without saying get off my plane Yes. <laughs> he rises to play the president of the United now, States. He is knighted one. in Patriot that, that, that one I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. That I've one. seen Air Force One. Thank oh, and everything in Morning Glory. Okay, go ahead. And everything in Morning Glory. <laughs> everything in Morning Glory. <laughs> Actually, he's hilarious in Morning Glory oh, yeah. because that is when they're starting to master the grumpy Ford and really use it well. Oh, yeah. And, and he is the old cynical news guy and he has a speech about all the things he's done and he's like i held a cold washcloth on mother Teresa's forehead i had lunch with dick cheney like it's yeah. it's a really that's when i fell in love with that one i was like oh this really gets how harrison ford is funny you know all that yes. stuff that's perfected now and shrinking started yeah. around this era yeah it really did and, and about 13 years ago that, that is such a good show yeah great show and harrison i think ford is extraordinary and he sings uh every day uh, by uh, uh, Sugar Ray. Every morning. Or every morning. Oh, oh, yeah, every morning. Sure, yeah. Every morning. Sugar there's Ray, yeah. a halo hanging from the corner. Of, yeah. You know, that's a that's a big moment in Harrison Ford's that, career. That's frankly. a nice Spotify playlist. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a big moment in Harrison Ford's yeah. career to get to that it point. Is. Yeah. The worst is in the nomination. Yeah, he got screwed. He got the uh, the. Yeah. Uh, critics choice though for shrinking yes but, uh, yes he did i'll he go was... ahead and say this on behalf of harrison ford when we say oh why wasn't he nominated for this why was he nominated for that he made this big comeback this year 1923 and shrinking uh you know 1923 where he really takes the mantle of something i've said for a long time a modern john wayne like he is officially yeah. the modern yeah. john the modern old john wayne <laughs> <laughs> the john wayne of my youth but um uh 
I will think I think I could speak for Harrison Ford when I said when about these nominations. I think he would say, who cares? <laughs> What's he, he got would, to prove? He would, he would say it in more words than that that we can't repeat. <laughs> right, exactly. Show. I don't dance. Yeah. Yeah, he would say them in words that we can't repeat on this show. <laughs> How dare you, sir? How dare and you? These, and these are all reasons <laughs> why we love this guy. Absolutely, man. Boy, isn't it something to get to have Harrison Ford? You know, when he crashed that plane, I was like, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. my heart leapt so into my throat <laughs> of the idea of moving forward from that day forward with no Harrison Ford. Ugh. And then the second time, it was like, oh, no. Yeah, and then the the flybys that were all too close. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> it's like living life on the edge. That's Harrison Ford. At the same time, yeah. there are many people he's rescued in the woods with his helicopter. Yes, very so, true. Yes, from very cars true. and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, rescue people from cars. And then he would probably say, oh, "It wasn't that big a deal." <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, because he's like. Yeah. He is like the real hero that we admire. Like he is that yes, guy. He really he flies. Is. He really saves people. Yes. It's incredible. Well, I've guys, never seen anything I, like it. I cannot thank you enough for being on the show today. Yeah, good to see you, Brennan. Thanks for having we, us come we, on and talk about Harrison we Ford. Love Twist Harrison Ford. <laughs> we love the Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Go ahead. We do. And we've created a viewing we list love for shrinking. you. We love shrinking. Yeah. We created a viewing list for me. <laughs> And hopefully Harrison Ford is around for many more years to come. Yes. And we got the Captain America Brave New World, right? And then uh, Isn't that incredible? That's right. Thunderbolts. He's replacing the late William Hurt. Yeah. Oh. And Thunderbolts is about to shoot. Yep. Uh, I I know that from someone who's up for a stunt job on that show. So. Ooh. Yeah. Off they go. Wow. As I long mean... as he says, "Yo, get off my political platform." <laughs> Anyhow, uh, all right. Well, guys, where can we find you? At the movie guys on right IG here. and X. Um, at the I movie guys on Facebook show. as well. I so love all... your show. I would recommend it to everybody. Yeah, we pop in every once in a while. And we appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, the Ford Fiesta. That is a, a one by one, episode by episode run through Harrison Ford's IMDb catalog. Pretty cool. Starting with Dead Heat and a Merry Ground. We won't quit until we get to Dial of Destiny and beyond. And they could have cast it in Ford D. Ferrari cowards. Right. <laughs> Wrong I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Yeah. But uh yeah, so that's where you check out our shows and the movieguys.net is where you can find everything, including yeah. links to all those socials I mentioned. Tons of we appear on all kinds of podcasts and stuff. Those links are there as well. Countdown to five still continues. That's a countdown show getting you hyped for the newest movie. We did it for Indiana Jones. So if you like uh Harrison Ford, go watch the the old episodes, even though the Dial of Destiny's come out, the fifth in that show, the countdown to the fifth, was great. Now we're counting down to the fifth movie in Ghostbusters with a countdown to five Ghostbusters. Didn't have to change the name. Yeah, we didn't have to change the name. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Countdown to yeah. five. Yeah, what's fun about the countdown to five Indiana Jones is you can listen to the Ford Fiesta, and we have one version of talking about it, and you could tell in the countdown to five that Paul's like, I don't want to say the same thing. So yeah, there's yeah. just whole different takes and, and a, a panel and everything on the countdown to five. So it's, you get two bites of the apple for those Indiana Jones movies, by listening to both, yep. uh, both yeah, podcasts. We did fun recaps by Indiana Jones himself. Yes. Our friend Justin played like in diary Jones. entries, They're like stupid comedy uh, recaps of the movies. Yeah. Like I found the Holy Grail. And, you know. Yeah. But with yeah. many of Paul's, 
uh, funny ways of describing things in the diary. Uh, Indiana Jones is a little funnier than he might be in his real diary in Paul's version. Yeah. <laughs> then they made me do the stupid voiceover. Yep, that's my Harrison Ford impression. <laughs> well, anyhow, guys, thank you so much. Thank you, Brennan. Yeah, and have a good day, Brennan. And I hope to have you on again soon. Yeah, invite us on anytime. So, everyone, I mean, thanks for listening. My name is Brennan Nard. That noise you hear is ventilator. Thank you for tuning in to the Guest Awakens on Page Turners. They were not my Star Wars podcast as we end. Let us say goodbye in our best Harrison Ford impressions. Will be you first? Me first? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> goodbye. Adam, it seems pain, pain to say it. I'm Adam Witt, and that noise you hear is Paul Preston. <laughs> and I'll end it with, hey, Luke, may the source be with you. <laughs>